Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bends it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered! Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed Zetzer here with my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. We are back, uh, good to be back in the studio after last week. Um, unfortunately, weren't able to do it in the studio. Yep. The audio wasn't as good, unfortunately, so we apologise about that, but... We're back in the studio today and uh, straight from Icon Park. Straight from Icon Park. Good to be at the footy. It is. It was. It was great to be back. Sort of contemplating staying for the reserves or not, but we've got work to do, so we didn't. But uh, good to get a win. I mean, it wasn't very comprehensive, but it's always good to just win these types of games, um, even though they mean less than nothing. Yeah, no, they do. But I guess, you know, winning culture is a big thing, and I think to grind out a result... You know, and then the result, honestly, in these in this game and the one next week against Melbourne, the result is very much insignificant. It's so, just more, you know, it's it has to become habitual though for a team like us to win. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So Carlton, nine. Oh, I had the score up. Nine thirteen sixty seven. We beat St Kilda eight twelve sixty. Uh, there was a theme of the day. There were no goals kicked to the. What end would you call that? The the new facility end, yeah, <laughs> where no, the new facilities there are. There were two goals in total across yeah. the four quarters. It was bizarre. It was so so we kicked we kicked five goals to one in the first quarter. Two. I think they kicked a late one, so it was five to two. Okay, and then time. in the second quarter, we didn't kick a goal to that yeah. end. Fourth quarter, they didn't kick a goal to that end. Oh, sorry. Four, wait, we kicked one, I think. And then we kicked one in the fourth quarter, but they were yeah. goalless in the third quarter towards yeah. that end. Crazy, crazy. So... Uh, we get the win. We get the chocolates by uh, seven points. The nine goal score. The nine goals scored today. Chera scored two. He was unbelievable. We'll get to him in a second. Chera scored two. Uh, Oes scored two. Uh, Silvani scored two in the first five to ten minutes. Yep. And then singles to Durden, Kemp, and Kennedy. Kennedy. Yes. Uh, can we quickly start with Kennedy? Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he was good. I think with Kennedy, I think he just adds a bit of reliability. Yeah, well, us. he's somehow... He's just reliable, isn't he? Yeah. No, and he, he was good. Do you and, think... And he can play both sides as well. Do in you terms think of inside, outside. Yeah, do you think there's a chance now that with... bring? I mean, I know Walsh is out round one. Bringing in Cheran Hewitt, I know our midfield was already quite, um, quite short... Without, I'm talking about depth. We didn't have much depth. But yeah. do you think this might mean that Kennedy might sort of play that rotating role in the forward line as well? Maybe with Silvani, yeah, possibly? Yeah, or even, you know, and you know I'm a big fan. I like Jack Martin in the midfield. So, yeah. for me, that's a really cool rotation. Because I think Kennedy can take a clunk up no, he, forward. No, he, he's proven that he can. And even, you know, Chero went forward today and, you know, was pretty good in the forward half. Um, and, and But those midfield rotations, they're so fluid. You know, they're, they're, it's always happening. You know, there's no fixed position as yeah. such for someone like Matt Kennedy. But yeah, he would definitely spend more time than someone like 
George Hewitt in the forward line for sure. Yeah, so and, that, you know, and even you know we know Cripps can go deep if we need to as well. For yeah, five to ten. I feel like burst. our midfield is suddenly a little bit more versatile. Oh, yeah. It, it, look, it drops off after the four we mentioned plus Kennedy. Mm. You know, and Martin. I thought Martin had a good twenty twenty. He played like an old man last year. Like yeah, got beat around the bush, but. No, I think Kennedy solidified himself, and you know Setterfield didn't really put his best foot forward today. Didn't wasn't do, great. Didn't, didn't do a lot, and you know what? And like we've said it repeatedly, you know, if you're going to play Will Setterfield on a wing, you can't expect much. But then in the same he's breath, on the wing again today. Yeah, and then but in the same breath, you know, he's probably not good enough right now to be in that first midfield rotation. Mm. It's interesting. It's an interesting predicament. It is. He's just in. He's in a bit of no man's land at the moment. Will Setterfield, and he's probably going to find himself out of the round one team at this stage, mm. which is a kick in the ass for him. But you know, he ended the team. You know, he struggled last year for games. Yeah, he did. Um, speaking of wings, Lockie O'Brien today. I thought he was brilliant. He always is in the preseason. I mean, not even he's not even always brilliant in the preseason. But this was one of his better performances. No, he was, and I and look at hitting targets inside fifty, and it sets you apart. You know, if you, I've always said, if you can't kick, you can't play. But if you can kick, it sets you apart. Um, his kicking today was brilliant. Yeah, it really was. And I think what I noticed very early about this Carlson team was there was a very big emphasis on quick handball, quick movement through the middle. Don't make it static. And, and, and we weren't static at all. You know, if you notice, there weren't many kicks down the line to packs. It was very much willing to go, go, go. And that suits Lockie O'Brien. Because if he's going to be standing on a wing, they're going to try and bring him into play because he's going to be in space. Absolutely. And I, I agree with that. What I will say is I think we had that last year. I think under Teague, we were very, very quick, but there was no fluency and it was messy. Whereas I think today we saw a bit of fluency. It was more neat and tidy. I think... That same, but but what I'm trying to say is, under Teague, we did have that same sort of mentality. It was go go go, but, but even, it was it was too it was too rash. It was messy. But even today to, looked more tidy. But even today, you know, we didn't have Mackay ahead of the ball, and last year, you know, that was so noticeable when Mackay wasn't playing. Mm. And today, even though there probably wasn't a big leading target, you know, I still don't see Kerno as that big tower that's gonna, you know take six contested marks a game like Mackay can but you know we still I, I don't know I just feel like we looked very much much more dangerous with yeah. ball in hand we really well, did and well, and there was an emphasis you know get the ball to Sard at all costs get the ball to Williams at all costs and they were both very good yeah and you know they're halfback flankers and last year you know we obviously trialed Williams in the midfield and he was terrible and he had a pretty much a subpar year yeah, and Saad, and you know, I was very hot on Saad last year. I thought he had a great year, but he got sucked in really deep at a lot of stages last year as well. And, we, and he's a weapon. Doing no, he's, yeah, one hundred percent. And that, and he's one of our greatest weapons. I get the board, Adam Saad. He'll make things happen, and he's way more concise by foot than Williams. Like Williams is still a hot mess, but it almost appeared that Williams almost. Took well, the the mantle of a bit of a general down back today, and also I noticed when. I I think when we were at center stoppages, there was always one of them running straight in from 100%. behind the ball. Our handball Almost game like was what brilliant. Simpson used to do yeah. all those years ago. You know, our handball game was terrific. And, you know, Cripps is always the master of that. Cripps was brilliant as well. Yeah. And even look, so, he was playing against something more useless than a concrete slab. But 
Like Pittenet out of the middle was really good. But so, obviously- you say, so the so not Pittenet, the player he was against was the concrete. Side. Oh, you yeah, know Tom Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say his name. He was absolutely appalling. Like that was just whoa. Like um, if whoa, like you're lucky we don't do a St Kilda podcast because <laughs> his career would be ended before it starts at St Kilda. <laughs> but no, Pittenet played well. Pittenet, you know, took advantage of it. Put yep. his best foot forward, and he was really good in the middle, like Pittenet. Yeah, he was good on him. So top five from the day. Who was your top five? For me, it would be Chera. I thought he was, after halftime especially, I thought he was exceptional. I thought Cripps was pretty good all day. I yep. thought Hewitt was very good specifically in the first half. Yeah, Hewitt's first half was awesome. Two-way running. Also, also helped out a bit in the back line. No, 100%. Um, you know, he's a defensive-minded midfielder. Those three I had, um, I thought Kennedy was in there. And I thought... Um, I thought Saad was really good. Uh, Saad, Pittenet, Williams can, you know, fight for that fifth spot. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think my five were Cripps, uh, Kennedy, O'Brien, Chera, and Hewitt. I also thought... And, and yeah, Hewitt didn't have the best second half, but his no, first no, half no, was... Hewitt, he was clearly best on just, for us in the first half. Just very comfortable, you know, yeah. very much, you know. Really weird, just sorry to cut you off, really weird not seeing Ed Kernow or Murphy out there. Like, I know Murphy's retired, yeah, but it was odd sort of not seeing him out there. And Kernow, I mean, Ed Kernow, he's, he's... What does this say, the fact that he's playing reserves? Well, I, does, I, that, does that... Does, do we take anything out of that? Well, I've sent you privately... My clear best 22 when we've got a fully available list with everyone on the list available for selection. And I had him as the 23rd man. As the sub. As the sub. You know, 23rd, maybe number one pick in the two. So I thought I, I have him on the fringe as it is. And let's be honest, without Ed Kerno, does it make us a worse team? It probably doesn't. Yeah, probably not. I don't think it does. It probably doesn't. And if you're going to play Kennedy, if you're going to play Hewitt... You know, mm. it, 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 it's it, look. I just think it's simply there's also probably not there's. I, I think it's gotten to a point with Ed Kerno. We saw a couple years ago when Teague first came in, we tried to play a different type of midfield and we put him forward. Yeah. I think now that spot he can't play forward because we've got better forwards now. Like Owies and Durden were both really good today. And you know they don't need you know. 20 like, I think they're both like they're both ahead of Kerno in the in, forwards department. Oh, it's not even a question. As in Kerno and Honey didn't play, but he's ahead of his, his yeah. Ahead because of you know because Kerno's not a small forward. Nah. If Kerno's going to be anything that's not a negating midfielder, it's probably a negating defender. But that's just too easy to expose for yeah. opposition teams. Like Kerno, Kerno, like we he, so we he'll be play. He'll play. I feel like he'll. I feel like he'll be there on the opening night. I, no, I do. He'll play, but I think we sort of know that he'll be phased out. Yeah, he'll be phased out. And there's no issues with that because I thought life <laughs> membership as well for him this week. We'll no, give him a no, shout he's out. He's a great Carlton oh, man. There's, there's no doubt about no, there's no doubt. doubt. But like you know, the end comes for everyone, and his end's not. You know, it's still in his control. Yeah, I, I do think he'll be there on the opening night. Yep, but I think. You know, it's very hard for me to sit here and say I'd be surprised if he wasn't there by round 10. Yeah, okay. That's I, fair. I'd be pretty, you know, I wouldn't be gobsmacked at all. A couple names I want to throw out there to get your thoughts. Uh, Sam Philp. Yeah, like had his moments earlier on. Yeah. Still a bit... Better, bet, he was he was better than he was worse, if that makes sense. Yeah, He definitely yeah. had a better game. Yeah. No, he was okay. He had his moments. He, like, he's still... I, I think we'll see him... Are you ready? Yeah. 
Um, but the next player I want to talk about, Sam Philp. Uh, interesting one today. One of those guys who we haven't seen a lot of. Obviously missed essentially the entire 2021 season. Yeah. Barely played. I think he played one or two VFL games. Um, what do you think of him today? He was he got involved in patches. I thought he was okay. I thought there were definitely glimpses. I, I, th- I thought I thought he was okay. Yeah. I, I think we will see him at some point during the year. Yeah, I think we will. I think he he. If this makes any sense, he was definitely better than he was worse. Yeah, no, no, no. no he did. It was look a okay. positive game. He did I think. look okay on some patches that high half forward role. He's, and I feel I like think he attacked the footy a lot. Yeah, no. There's just there's still a lot of work for him to do, but definitely like not as far off as you know his games tally may suggest. Yeah, uh, Brody Kemp. This was an interesting one because he. You know, we, no one really knows what position he is. I think it's clear he's going to be a key position player, whether it's in the forward line or the back line, which we once... I, I personally always thought he was a midfielder until he actually played last year. I think he was year. an under-18s, yeah. Yeah, he, so he played last year as a defender, and now they've chucked him forward. I actually think he was pretty good today. No, he was. He was a presence. He was a presence. He didn't look uncomfortable. It was really interesting, because if you would have told me three weeks ago... I would have said McDonald would be playing forward, Kemp would be playing back. Mm. And I think I think McDonald the, the fact that there's no Jones to cover anymore, I think you probably need someone of you know, Oscar McDonald's got eighty five odd games under his belt playing fullback. So you reckon so, it's so firstly, I thought McDonald was good today. Yeah. So you reckon it's gonna be Weedering, McDonald and McGovern all playing? I do. Okay. I do. Because I don't think McGovern's gonna Do you think be- it's Sorry, keep going. I just don't think McGovern's going to be anything of a shutdown defender. I think he's there to completely intercept and dominate the air. Okay, and we'll take cause, that. Because Jones did both, remember. So we lose that aspect of Jones where he'd peel off and intercept. And I think McGovern... I, I just, you know, you look at round one and I don't think anyone would feel that comfortable with McGovern playing on their second tall in Rewalt. Mm. So you reckon Oscar McDonald, and I think this is fair, but you think McDonald's, Lewis Young's are not in the team, you don't reckon? Well, once again, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I probably would have had Young in with McGovern rather than McDonald. Yeah. Because Young is a big fella. He's a big, big boy. But, you know, if Young's, we'll see if Young gets some minutes next week against Melbourne. But, you know, if... Off the back I thought of today, it was weird he didn't play today. It is weird because it's the type of guy where you probably... Surely they just play him you'd, to see. You'd, yeah, you'd want him to be getting minutes. You know, new environment, you know, new teammates to get used to, new system. Well, it's a new system for everyone, I guess, but it is an odd one. So players who didn't... So we have Dow, Kerno, Young... Anyone else playing VFL but not mm. AFL? Oh, Parks and Cottrell. Motlop. Motlop, true. Um, so, so there's actually quite a few that yeah. are playing VFL but not no, playing Fogarty AFL. Fogarty and Murkov barely played in the AFL. Yeah, we team. saw a glimpse of them. We saw a glimpse of each. Um, but yeah, uh, Murkov will play VFL as well. Motlop. I'm just having a look at this, the official list in front of me. So Dow in the VFL. Dow in the VFL. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say something about that? Oh no, I'll just say that I'm back. I'm back from summer. Um, <laughs> the VFL squad, so there's still one list spot. To be available. honest, it is. I find it a bit weird that Dow's playing in the twos. I do find that weird. Yeah, I do as well. Because <laughs> um, he, he, you know, even someone like me, he was in my round one team. Jack Carroll, he's injured. I'm assuming. 
You assume, well, there's no report on him, Martin, or Plowman, and they're not playing at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd, I'd love to say, I'd like Martin to get a game in before the Richmond game. I really would. Yeah, same. Um, have we missed any... Well, Charlie Kerno. Let's speak about yeah. him for a minute. What My issue with Kerno still... And look, he didn't have the coverage of H, which yeah. is obviously going to be a big, big thing for him going forward this year. Because H is, you know... The reigning Coleman medalist. So, he's obviously going to take the number one. Um, but I guess there was no Dougal Howard as well. So, you know, Kuno's still got the matchup he probably would have got anyway against St Kilda. For, he's still, for me, just a bit of a... Is it harsh if I call him a bit of a mess sometimes? We'll explain it and then we'll tell I, I just you think there's, I just think... I, I actually think he presented at the ball really well. He crashed a few packs. He, you know, he provided a presence that we needed and it brought Dern and it brought Owies it brought Silvani into the game which was a great thing I just think when Kerno his kicking's a bit rushed when he gets the footy I feel I feel like you know when he's in space a lot of the times there's not a lot of you know give me a second and I'll think about what I'm doing a bit I I always feel like he's rushed when he gets the ball there's a lot of like adrenaline and hype when he gets it and I think you know but that sometimes brings out the best in him. 100%. But a lot of the times, it's to his own detriment. Yeah. You know? I just looked it up. Sorry to interrupt. Jack Carroll, he was on the injury okay. list. Um, they said he'll, he'll be able to play against Melbourne. Nice. But, I'm keen um, to see him as well. So, yeah, the injury list. Well, David Cunningham, they're expecting to play in the second half of the season. Marchbank, they're hoping he plays rounds five to eight in the VFL. Those two... We don't expect to see at all at any sort of AFL level in the first half of the year. Yep. Stocker, they're saying um, his availability will be reassessed at the start of the season. So he'll probably miss the first few weeks. I'd say so. I'd um, say so. Dominic, it'll be a great in, though. It'll be great in. And to be honest, like, I think it's, it's a huge in. I think it's going to pile a lot of pressure on Newman's spot. I was going to say, team. that's Newman's spot. I think it's going to. I think Newman. Especially Doherty as well. And Doherty. So Doherty, they're saying, is a real chance for be, the oh, early part of the season. How would that be? If he got up for round one, that would be. What was he a chance to play next week? I know he's been doing the training load. Um, Might be, you know, you just got to take. He his- is a chance to play against Melbourne. However, the main focus is getting him ready for the start of the season. He, he should play round one. It is. It would be mental if he's there on Thursday night. It would be crazy. Would How be, good would that be? Would be pretty sick. I want it would be unreal. If Carlton Cheer Squad are listening to this, or someone in a position, fifteenth minute of the match, everyone should clap. Is that too much? I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. Fifteenth minute. If they're listening. Organize it. I'm I don't want to sound like rude or anything, but I, there was a point where he looked really unwell. There was a point where I personally thought... Like almost unrecognizable. I, so the fact that he's even training I, I and was like gonna say going in every day... I think there was a point in time where everyone didn't give a shit if he played again. It was just oh, like... As in, I, th- I think between us two, we almost like ruled it out. Yeah, as in... Like in I, our own minds, like without knowing anything. In I think, my mind, I, I think we all got really worried for his health and then we just thought, well... We didn't even think of the footy. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. we hope this guy is okay. Yeah. That'd um, be brilliant. So, yeah, it would be crazy if he played round one. Cheer squad, do your thing. Best cheer squad in the league. We'd love a clap 15 minutes in. Um, Dominic, I, uh, I, need an, I, need, I need to learn the correct pronunciation. I should have learned it by now. It's on me. Dominic Akui, I'm going to go with for now. But 
I'm going to get that by the next pod. Alrighty. The correct pronunciation. Call Lucy Zelich. She'll know. <laughs> uh, groin soreness. So um, he's expected to be available around the start of the season. De Koning, um He'll be a test to play Melbourne. Should play round one, you'd think. You hope. Yep. He'd want to play the Melbourne game, though, because it's, you know... If- well, yeah. Does he come straight in or... That's that's the other thing. Very interesting. Harry Mackay, you'd, he'll play round one. I'm not worried. Jack Carroll, obviously, we spoke about. Who we've sort of heard is a bit of a smoky to maybe play round one. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I can't comment, really, because I haven't really been exposed to him. With Harry Mackay, when I saw it was foot sore, it's like the inner negative side. I think I am negative. It's not even inner. But... The cynical side of you. The cynical side of me. Like, I almost, in my head, put two and two together. That a foot soreness was a cover-up term for a stress fracture in his foot. There's a big difference, mate. I know there is. a huge difference. But I I know how these things work. And I just... (laughs) That was all that was going through my mind. Stress fracture. Um, God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) Honestly. Um, Um, He'll be okay. But also, you know, going into... I'd like... You know, you want him playing the Melbourne game because when H is underdone, yeah. it's not a great H. I'm not really fast. No. As in, him on the park is enough to justify selection. Josh, honey, now this... You know, just snuck this into the injury port that is out for a month. I know. Ridiculous. Because he would have played round one. Did you catch up for coffee with him over the summer? I didn't. I'd love to. Your man. <laughs> Uh, nah, I'm still very bullish. He'll play a lot of footy for us this year. He won't have to go through the VFL. He'll oh, come straight in. He'll be going through the twos. He'll come straight in, mate. Uh, Sam Walsh, of course. Well, the dagger. So, so the latest reports, the latest reports is that he reckons he'll be he'll be good for early in the season. I reckon it's. I reckon. I mean, I hope it's the truth, but I reckon it's rubbish. I reckon the injuries got. I would be ultra pissed if we rushed him back and then it was worsened. I'd be pretty surprised if it was before round eight. So you reckon he'll miss the first eight matches? That is astronomical. I'd be pretty surprised. Well, I think that's what we thought, but with the latest reports... I'll go off what the club says, even though it's not always the truth. He's never been injured. That's, I think, something that's to his advantage. I know, but it's going to be... They've said at least the first month. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's not a great injury either. We've no, seen it's the, not. you know, we saw Trelaw and Butters missed a lot of footy last year with 14, it. 18 weeks, both Yeah, of them. I think they were ten and eleven, but we saw Murphy in twenty seventeen miss a lot of footy with the same injury as well. Mm. You know, the word syndesmosis isn't a great word in footy. Nah, it's not so, at all. and like it's just the last person you wanted to be hit with. Like, you know, without being biased, like Sam Walsh has the utmost ability and almost an expectation to become the best the best player in the competition this year. Yeah. And well, you you thought you, you said to me before the injury, you said you reckon he's the best player in the league. Yeah, or definitely in terms of like value, but in terms, you know, there's no reason. You know, you'd have to be a pretty anti-Carlton person to discard him from the Bontempelli Petrarca, you know, those that guys' level. conversation because yeah, yeah. he's, he's there. Yeah, he's there. Hundred um, percent. Injury report. That's the injury report done. Yeah, obviously, you no know, Martin Plowman today. We'll see what happens with them. Um, anyone else we've missed mentioning today that you thought sort of stood out? I thought Silvani was good. Yeah, Silvani. I was saying we spoke about it in the last quarter. Can we both agree that he'd he'd play for every team? He's he's comfortably in everyone's best twenty-two. Oh yeah, this is 
Because there's, there's a role for him. I think he's very underrated in the league. I think he's great. He is. I think he is. He's just. He's a really handy player. I think he is one of our best players. Nah, he is. He he's important because it's, it's noticeable when he's not there. I love the fact they're going with him as the second rapper. And you game. know what? It's. Oh, I don't want to swear. It's fucking awesome. He's he's <laughs> awesome. It's it's so. It's funny how good he is in there. It's he good. honestly gets hit outs, and he and he really he, no, he, he's he, also like a second mid, another he, midfielder because he competes. Yeah. All you've got to do is neutralize the ball, and unfortunately, he's so smart. And unfortunately, with Deconning, he wasn't even neutralizing a lot of ruck contests by the end of the year. He was yeah. getting really towed up. You know that Zach Smith game at Marvel behind oh. closed doors last year. Like that keeps me up at night. <laughs> but no, you, you can't fault Silvani. You, nah, you can't. He's you awesome. Know, he, he'll make errors, but you know. He, does more, way more better than he does bad. All right. Um, let's get to the Twitter questions. Oh, we've got, yeah, we we've got Twitter, Twitter mate. You didn't even see it. I put up a quick post, reply with any of your questions or comments. Um, great to see the baggers out in force at Icon Park as well today. No, it just was, by the way, it was. it was a good crowd. Shocking time slot. So shocking time slot. 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Like, shocking. I feel like most people there would have had to have taken a day off slash a morning off slash sure. just like sneakily gotten away with not being at work maybe had the zoom on in the background I was going to say well, for those of you like me who work from home <laughs> had to set an alarm <laughs> alright um, this is a good one because we haven't spoken about him at all and he's sort of probably the one player in our list we just knew nothing about Dane Costa has said Boyd looked a little bit nervous early couple of turnovers but then settled into the match a bit more do you think he could be a good depth player <laughs> I agree with the tweet. It was very generous. What did he say? He looked nervous early on. He nervous early on with a couple turnovers and then settled into it a bit more. His first half was really painful in my eyes, but he did settle. He had a beautiful kick coming out to the wing where I think to the wing where everyone was sitting in yeah. the third quarter. Like it was, it was beautiful. Kemp marked it. Yeah, Kemp marked it. It was be- yeah. it was actually exceptional. He definitely did settle in after. He did. He got his hands on the footy a bit more uncontested marks. He did. I, I think, think he's it, a long way off. I was going to say, at this point, I think he's not in the AFL discussion. No. But he is one of those guys who we might see sneak in a game at the tail end of the year. Maybe. Like look, he, look, and he, he got zero exposure last year, so yeah. he's fresh. But no, nah, he look, he, de- he definitely rebounded as well as he could have after that first half. Um, Michael Cerevolo says, didn't manage to watch the game, but what are some areas that you'd like to see be polished tactically before the season? Um, it's a good question. I still think, I, I think the main thing this year is still to close the corridor. Uh, and we did look, you know, way more stable defensively today. Or, you know, albeit it's a practice game, but we definitely look more stable behind the ball. You know, when St. You know, Kilda struggled to transition really quickly. They got through a couple times, but we struggled, and that's a really good sign. And I think tactically, I, I'm not even sure if it's tactically, but once again, you know, we're five goals to one up, mm. and we found ourselves trailing at half time. Yeah, conceded five goals. Five in, in a row. Again. As in, you know, it's a story of our lives. Uh, Jim Fiddler says, I thought Lobb was pretty strong all day, presented well, and excellent kick. No, he was. I agree. Um,. And he said, yeah, Setterfield was poor today, hardly sighted. It's a bad day for Setterfield. Uh, Matt Gill, he thought the opposite. He said, Setterfield and Lobb were positive on the wings. Lobb had um, 
One sec. As usual, his kicking was on point. Found enough of it. Better than Nunes. Nunes as well. We haven't spoken about him. We'll talk about him in Didn't a second. Didn't do much either. Um, yeah, so well, well, should we speak about Nunes now? Will he play round one? I think Lob's ahead of him. Same. So you reckon nah, he won't play round one? Yeah, no. Nah, I think he'll struggle. You don't reckon I don't he'll be on the other wing? I think that could be a Chera or... Yeah. Um... Luke McLaughlin said Durden was good, and I think Durden was good. Durden shows a bit. Electricity. He show, he's chaos, but good chaos. He plays a personality. Yeah, I like it. He said Durden was good. I hope Martin is right. Um, needs some class. For sure. And Kennedy is a definite in for the round one team. Agree with 100%. that. 100%. And we need TDK to play. Yeah. Um... Peter Carrick said, jury's out on McGovern. A nice mark late, but he's got a fair a fair way to go. 100%. 100%. But, you know, we I've always... I don't know why I always find myself defending McGovern. I defend weird people. But you do defend weird people. I know. <laughs> but he's got two really good attributes that a lot of players don't have. He's a really good overhead mark and he's a beautiful field kick. And I think if he is that intercept defender with very limited defensive accountability... And that's going to require a really solid team around him to do so. I think it's. I think it could be a real weapon. I agree, and I hope so. Um, now, this is the discussion I want to talk about. But the, the reason why I said we have to play Weedering, McDonald, and McGovern is for that reason because he will be shaky defensively. Yeah, yeah. So, so sort we, of we you need all three of them. Yeah, you need to cover. Whereas, McGovern. like, we only really needed Jones and Weedering because they were both so good. I know. And Jones sort of covered both McDonald and McGovern's for areas. One hundred percent. Um, now this is a discussion I want to talk about. Mark DT said, "Can Pitonet and TDK play in the same side, or will it be one of them with JSOS?" Now, you told me. That Mitch Cleary, Mitch Cleary wrote an article in the last 24 hours saying that Alex Murkov is a smoky for round one. Well, that's what he tweeted. And, like, there's no chance. So that's what he's saying. And, I mean, obviously, Mitch Cleary is one of the best in the business. He'd be getting that from somewhere reputable. So we trust what he's saying. But that I read between the lines, and that more tells me that Carlton are set on playing two Ruckman. Because that's that's possibly Carlton saying, Maybe. well, if De Koning doesn't get up, they're going to play Murkov with Pittenet. Yeah, that that might a, be the reason. It's definitely a good observation. You know my thoughts on Pittenet and De Koning together. I find it unwatchable. So I think why would I, you play the two rucks when you've now discovered Silvani's pretty good at I'd be being playing, that second yeah, ruck? I'd be playing the one ruckman and Silvani personally. And that's Silva- it. Just makes you us know, more versatile. It and, does, and that Silvani position. No other t- no other club in the league really does that just you know, completely sort of concedes the hit outs maybe the Bulldogs with Dunkley sometimes but they didn't even do that last year no well, they had our boy Lewis Young rucking yeah for a while it's interesting yeah no I don't love the two ruckmen I just think it it becomes a bit of a liability when they're not rucking uh, Scooter says how did Charlie pull up after the game now we saw him get that knock he grabbed the knee up my heart was in my throat but I think they I think Ash Hansen said he's fine yeah Ash Hansen said he's fine which is good to see um, a lot of people have brought up Lockie O'Brien what thoughts on Lob's game giving him compliments good yeah, it's good to see um, and I really yeah I really was impressed with him today Jim Fiddler again says, what is the go with Hewitt hardly sighted? I thought the I first thought he was, half was... I he was around the ball a lot in the first half. Best player in the first half, I think, he was very, us. very good early on. Um, yeah, Anthony Villela says, what about our ruck situation? Massive concerns. I think 
The ruck situation is the most unknown. That is the most well, unknown it's, it's in our team. It's not an area of strength. It's no. definitely not. And it's an unknown in the team. No one knows who... No one know. I think if DeConning's fit, he plays. I do. I do. Yeah. But... They're not the two greatest options. You know, you first, you know, Nane Curvis and Soldo will probably ruck together round one. And that's a pretty scary proposition for either DeConning, Pinnanen and Silvani. Mm. Dub D, this is a funny comment. Dub D says, I didn't see any of the action as I'm a school teacher and apparently, according to my principal, the education of the nation's youth is more important than a February practice match. Ludicrous. <laughs> How did the small forwards look? We love that one. Um, small forwards. No. Good. They hit the scoreboard. Always hit the scoreboard. Always is so reliable. Always yeah. is good. He's good for a couple of goals a game, which is all you need. I love Always. And I said it last year, like he was one of my favorites last year in a dark year. I really love Owies. Look, if we can get 30 goals out of Owies this year, you're we laughing. We kicked 15 last year. Yeah, I know. In his fa- and he, you'd you, think he'd improve on you that. You'd be laughing if you did. Yeah, I'm I'm a massive Owies fan. I like Durden. I, li- I think Durden, Durden looks good. I actually thought, and I was I was of the opinion of this for the whole summer, and I told you this, I thought Motluck would play round one. And I I, I still think it's just... Uh, probably not now, because he is behind as, Durden as and As more Owies. of like a wild card selection. Yeah, I just feel like it's very Carlton to just... Put him in there round one, back him in. He looks like a talent. But after seeing Durden and Owies today, I think they're both comfortably ahead of Motlop. And I also think Honey's ahead of him. Yeah, no, same. As in, and look, you've got to like... Carlson have done it we so We could have many... a bit of a fleet coming on from oh, nothing. steady. We, well, oh. we, had, we had nothing like before we yeah. got bets in. We had nothing. Oh. We had Kerno down there one year. They've played about 20 games between I know, them. but they're looking okay. There's good signs. It's good signs. Very early. But I think we might not. We've seen it so many times with Carlton where you throw these guys into the deep end too early. Yeah. And even, you know, 30 gamers, we throw them in for the sake of throwing them in and it's not worth it. Mm. You've got to earn your spot. Um, Ryan B said, concerned for Dow not getting a run even with Walsh out. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It is, it, is a, it is weird. It is weird. It is weird. Uh, Edward Trembath said, "Could you and no, I don't pick the VFL team. I'm not on this. I'm not. On, <laughs> I'm not on the selection committee. It is. I no, I found it strange as well." Edward Trembath, could you just pencil in Chera for a top three BNF now? I think that is penciled in. Um, who took this? Is Lockie Egg said, "Who took the Saints' most dominant small forward, and who played on the wings for us?" Did McGovern take a dangerous forward or try zone off primarily? So, yeah, so, who, so McGovern first. It looked like he tried to zone off because we're the two big boys around him. Wings were Nunes, O'Brien, and Setterfield mix yeah. from what I saw. Yeah. I think they put Boyd on there for a couple, yeah, a little, couple stoppages. Yeah. And then um, in terms of the deep defender, Newman played very, very deep. Yeah. Um, which is well, better because who, it, it ex- who took Saints' most dominant small forward? I think it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure Newman was on Butler for most of the day. It looked like Saad was on Higgins. Yeah, well, Saad played a bit more up the ground, and so does Higgins. To yeah. be fair, Butler probably did, the right Butler did nothing all day. But yeah, Butler's a one season wonder. But um, no, we have to play Saad as high as we can. We do. Um. Yeah, Michael Joseph said he's a bit concerned about our key back situation. Yeah, so I think it's. There's a very similar theme with oh, all the we'll, questions. I think we're always going to be. You, know, you lose Jones unexpectedly post-draft, post-trade yeah. period. It's always going to be an issue. 
hundred percent. Um, yeah, look. I wonder how he's going. Weather's not great in Queensland at the moment. <sighs> it still hurts. I miss it. It I, re- I loved him. I really did. I think everyone loved him. It was you'd have rocks in your head not to love him. But you know what? You know, like there's life without him. Yeah, and I loved him, the player. It's very... It's, no, I did. I did. You know, he's, he's brilliant for loved us. Loved him, the player. Yeah, I did. Well, it's very disappointing what's happened. Off the field. It is. It is disappointing. You know, because, you know, he's a vital part of our team that, you know, needs the top him. top five most valuable player. For sure. If, it, I, I, think, I think if you said to us, name five players you just can't afford to lose, you'd go Cripps, Walsh, Wiedering, Mackay, and Jones. Jones. For sure. You know, it's a major loss, but I hope he has a good season Bolt. in Queensland. I reckon that's it for the pod. Have we wrapped up everything? I'm going to quickly have a squeeze through the players. Uh, we've no, I, spoken think we're about, about, I think we're pretty good. We've spoken about pretty... The other two that didn't do much, Williamson and Fisher. True. <laughs> Williamson and Fisher, sort of those... They're like... It, it, they, they had really good starts to their career... And just, they're sort of, we don't know where they're at. They're, they're, in the, they're, they're probably both in the 22, maybe not Williamson. Well, I wouldn't have thought Williamson is. You don't reckon? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. I wouldn't have thought so. Played a lot of footy. He's, he's that guy that you don't have in there, but he always is. He would have played majority of games last year, no? Or is my memory After just shot? After he started, he was I know in the first half of the year he didn't early. play much. And then, he, yeah, he definitely came in later on. I feel like he kept getting picked even when he wasn't playing too well i know <laughs> i know uh fisher didn't see him actually did not see he fisher. Had a bit of it um yeah he's one he's always been one of my favorites since early on just sort of now just waiting like i still think he, he'll be okay but we need him to hurry it up a little bit um but last one i want to touch on touch on lucky fogarty it's interesting because like he was probably a one of one of our best players after the last after the first five rounds last year and fizzled out eventually wasn't in the team he only played like a quarter today um is there is Fogarty going to play much this year what's what's your he's opinion on, he's on, on the, him he's on the fringes he struggled to get a game after our little COVID hub in Sydney last year um he he struggled because the issue with Fogarty is he's just another one like the rest of them. There's no real point of difference with him, I feel. Mm. You know, if it's him or Fisher... I think you know, he's definitely a midfielder. He he plays his best in the midfield, I think. It'll be tough to get him into centre bounce. That's what I'm saying. He's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's a weird one. He's a bit of an in-between one. He's, I don't know. He's just going to be right on, the, right on the fringe. We'll be back next week. We play Melbourne Thursday, Thursday night. night. We'll record Friday morning, I think. Yeah. Um, Bolt, good to be back in business. Good. If you haven't heard our episode from last week, uh, we had the president of the football club, Luke Sayers, on the pod. It was awesome to have him on. He answered some tough questions, and we really appreciate, once again, him coming on the show. So if you haven't listened to that, go back to our show from last week um, and listen into that episode. It was a quick one, nice and short, with the president of the club, Bolt. I think that's about it for today. Beautiful. We'll be back next week. Three weeks to go till bounce time against the Tigers. It is. It is. Blue Baggers, thank you and for tuning in. get your tickets. It's a Carlton home game. Yes. Flood the MCG in Navy Blue. Yes. Let's Let's intimidate the Tigers if we can. Honestly. Um, 
that is all for today. Bolt, thank you. No worries. We'll see you next week. We'll see you then. They will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark